0: Godman Podcast, this your boy Rock, a.k.a. Rodney, and, I'm, and this is
1: Big Mike.
0: Hey, come on, come on with it, yes. Yo, every time I listen to this intro, that sounds, so like my Oh, I am absolutely loving it. Really. <laughs> Not nah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, this is Godman Podcast, where I hope navigating the modern man to get his way through life as a man devoted to God. Mike, how you doing today, man?
1: It was great, and we got to mention to y'all that this is the first time ever, first of many times, we are both live in the same place at the same time. At the same time. Pre-cruise no, recording.
0: Nah, for real, it's, it's amazing. It's definitely amazing, for real. It's, um, yeah, like, the fact that we're here now doing a live podcast is dope. It's amazing. I ain't gonna fake to you, man. It is
1: Exactly. Amazing. So we're gonna get this done right now while we're in the hotel room, because we need to have one recorded so we can post tuesday because we're not going to have interconnect connection while we're on the cruise however we will still be recording while we're cruising mm-hmm. for sure for sure yeah de- definitely no we're definitely live
0: we're definitely in the flesh um recording this episode right now it's i don't know it's kind of kind of different though it's like it's cool to actually like see you in the flesh but it's like yo like i'm so used to like being in two different states two different zip codes but now like we're like in the same room doing the episodes that's crazy
1: yeah, it's it's dope, and I'm I'm glad that we're all together with this right now. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, like we're like 31 episodes in now. Today marks episode 31.
1: This is 31.
0: It, it took us 31 episodes to record one together.
1: It took us 31 episodes to for know sure. what episode we're on without having to look up the episodes.
0: It's only way. It's only way. It's only way. It's only way. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was dope for real. It was dope for real that we actually get to do
1: this. All right, listen. Let's, let's just uh, let's just you know. Shoot a little bit and uh yeah
0: so sure, so sure. yeah guys for today's topic um so me and Mike we just spitballing we wanted to know like okay what's an episode that we can do what's one that we thought would be so um a good conversation to start with and I feel like we should talk about um the difference between knowing Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus because I do feel like sometimes there is a disconnect with it because you know it's. It's like we we know of Jesus, but I do feel like sometimes when it comes to the relationship part, that's where true growth takes place. If that makes any sense, Mike, um, what you think about that?
1: Um, I can I can agree. I think there is a difference between relation, just knowing Jesus, and relationship with Him. Because it and it's, I mean, it's as simple as the way you think about it with even people you know. right? you, mm-hmm. you could say, "I know this person." But that doesn't define relationship and how close you are with them. For sure. And I think a lot of people go, "I know Jesus," but they don't have a deep relationship with Him. They know Him, but they don't really know Him. You know what mm-hmm.
0: I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like, like the difference between knowing Jesus and knowing of Jesus is two totally different things. Like for 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 example, say if, say if I, I didn't didn't know you, but we worked together. Say. Hey, do you know of Mike? Like, I'm like, yeah. So I know Mike. He he works in the kitchen. He's a cook. He keeps to himself, doing A, B, C, and D. No, no problem. But if the world, if the roles were world switched, like you, like say, if I knew you, like, hey, I know he likes pizza. Hey, I know he likes to do jujitsu when he was in high school and when he went to college. Like those intimate things. Those are things like when it comes to relationship with Jesus, you actually get to know his heart and you know what he likes, his dislikes. You pick up his um his characteristics and you try to embody that. And like I said, when you get to know Jesus and read the word and study it, you tend to develop and you grow over time, for sure when you do that.
1: Most definitely. And when you know and I like how you frame that, like getting, because there's levels to it. There's levels, yeah. There, There's levels to knowing somebody and, you know, you know, just as it is in a natural, so it is in a spirit. There are levels to knowing God and knowing his will, knowing, you know, knowing the creator. Like, we're supposed to be trying to become more and more in intimate with Christ on a daily basis. Hmm. This is why we read our Bible. This is why we worship. This is why we pray. So while we pray. Prayer is supposed to be a point of connection. It's supposed to be a point where you really get to know the heart, where you really get to exchange and talk to the father. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ways you get to really know somebody is speaking to them. For sure. Having conversation and interactions with them on a daily basis and then more and more and more. That's why in when you date somebody and you're trying to get to know them, the best way to do it is to do something where you guys can have fun but all you, so so you guys can talk.
0: Go into the most
1: effective dates are the ones where you're speaking to each other <laughs> and being able to uh, uh, learn about each other that way like movie dates are cool you don't learn anything from your person when you're taking them out to a movie y'all just watching a movie together in silence
0: not for it all yeah
1: going to the park is great because you're sitting there and you're walking around and y'all are talking you're expressing to each other you're watching body language you're 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 picking up on verbal cues. You're hearing what they say and interpreting what they say. Like, mm-hmm. um, so just as it is, like if you're dating somebody or just trying to get someone to know this natural, it's the same way with getting to know Christ in the spirit. You have to. It's it's active work. It's sure. actively pursuing that. It's actively going after it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people we do get that mixed up, and I was one of those people as well, where it's like, yeah, no, I know Jesus. And it's like, but how well do you know Jesus? For sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree for sure. Um, growing, a, growing a relationship with Jesus, it does take work, but I think I do want people to realize it's the same thing as you're getting to know a person. Like, it takes time. It's like, I can't meet you the first day, and we just we just grow. Like, I think that's the best part about that. When you do try to... It's, it's that intimacy if you know what I mean like when you try to get to know somebody like you really get to know the characteristics of them like their likes and their dislikes and I just know for sure it does take time I think sometimes when we all have different levels when it comes to our spirituality in our walk and I think sometimes jealousy does get in the way of a little bit sometimes because you know like for example say if I may be envious of you because of how well you you know scriptures. You like Mike. I know you like you. You study the Bible. Like you know things and people and times of periods when oh yeah when this happened that means you no know, when Paul did this and then you know you know the Romans and da da da. I'm like hey I know the scripture. That's <laughs> yeah. it's but it's it's like you can't really get envious of where someone is in their walk because they put in that time to study. And even with that time, like I say, you grew up in the church. I didn't. Like, I'm a late bloomer, but, it, well, 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 yeah, I mean, I, look, I got a couple skin in the game. I got, I got some skin in the game, but it's like. I don't
1: think you can really ever call anyone a late bloomer because you're introduced to Christ when you're introduced to Christ. For sure. Just, there's no real time table on it. Like, if mm-hmm. you weren't raised in it, then it, you can't be a late bloomer. For sure. Like, I don't, eh, I think there's a, I don't know, there's a better way we could say that.
0: Like, I, I don't want to say baby in Christ because it's like, you're...
1: We're in just in, di- we're in different places. Different. I like that. We're like, in different places. Yeah, we di- have different different strides. There's a time yeah. that we've both put into it. For sure. I've been putting time mm-hmm. in since, you know, because I was a child that was brought up and indoctrinated it. I've been putting time in since the mm-hmm. time I could speak and comprehend it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You started putting time in a few years ago. Yeah. So there's... Like you said there's levels to it, but just because I put more time into it and here's here's the other kicker. Come on. Does not mean that I can have a I would have a deeper relationship with Christ than you do. For sure, definitely. Because time doesn't always equate to closeness with somebody. I got people I've known since I I middle school. does mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we super close and, and everything. But meanwhile, Rodney, I met you in 2014.
0: Yeah, 2014.
1: Yeah. So, and you do like the closest person I got to me right now, for sure, in my life. So, mm. outside of my brothers, yeah. Um, so again, it depends, and that's why we can't that that that, that comparison spirit is such a dangerous thing. It does because really, you yeah. can't you can't sit here and compare yourself to somebody else, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like your walk with Christ, because mm-hmm. everybody is going to be different. You just have to keep growing from where you are, mm-hmm. and getting back to the time thing. Because I just got off track. Again. Nah, you good. You good. But <laughs> getting back to the time <laughs> thing, we definitely it it's it's time doesn't equate to to a deeper relationship with Christ. Yeah, it doesn't. It what equates to a deeper relationship with Christ is circumstances, mm-hmm. because you know what, there are some things that you might go through being new in Christ that I never went through that make you that Christ kind of like pulls you into deep waters at an earlier stage so you could get to a point where you know I don't only want to I don't want to compare it to like levels but let's for for the sake of like illustration let's say there's ten depths to God right mm-hmm. yeah ten that's a nice number and ten is the deepest yeah well we say that let's say I'm at seven. Mm-hmm. I'm in the seventh, I'm i I'm, I'm in depth seven right now, and I've been in this whole time, but you could come in, and in three years, you can be in depth eight. Yeah. Why? Because there's different things that you might have had to go through in mm-hmm. that short period of time that forced you to grow, forced you to rely on him, forced you to really pour everything out into God and Christ, pour, mm-hmm. it forced you to... Do everything by seeking him out, seeking his face in in your secret place, worshiping him, reading his word, whereas I could just be on this little routine. This is how I do things. And, yeah, I'm going to grow incrementally over time and, you know, but maybe hit a plateau eventually. But then you could be for you could be just all in. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the person. It depends on the circumstance and it depends on the work you put in. So it's it's not something that you can really compare to with others.
0: Yeah, definitely. So the next thing I want to touch about is experience with scripture. I remember one time uh, me and a few friends, we were doing um, a, like we started like a book club like this one in Michael Todd um, did Relationship Goals, the book. And me and a few friends, um, you know, all of us got the book. And then we got together, like, every week, read a chapter and talked about it, whatever. So, during the dis- discussion, you know, like, what we got from the book, how it related to us. And I remember um, we started doing, um, like, we scriptures from from it. Then a particular friend of ours, she started saying small things, like, like, like wow, like, y'all just saying these, these scriptures. Like, I wish I knew these, these scriptures a little like that. Then we explained to her, like, the reason why certain scriptures related to us is because we've been through experiences and we kind of got anchored in them scriptures. So like when you get anchored in something, it's a, you're able to digest it easier. So, um, let's talk about having scripture as the way to gain the relationship with, with Christ.
1: So there's two things I want to talk about with that. Right. So mm-hmm. the first being that if you've read it and studied it in the Bible, you can forget it and it can come back because it does say, and I'm re- forgetting where Paul says this, but he says that the Holy Spirit does bring remembrance uh, and, and especially of Scripture. And I've experienced that a lot where there's times where I sh- there's times where I might be talking to somebody and let's say evangelizing somebody or helping them out with something like I say, on workplace or whatever. And the perfect Scripture just is mm-hmm. recalled. Yeah. Not something that I read constantly. Something I've read in the past sometime, and the perfect scripture is recalled. Or like when we did uh when we did that podcast, um, and I pulled out that Second Chronicles scripture just out of nowhere. Yeah, how did I know to go there? Exactly. Right, like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I've read Chronicles. I love the books of Chronicles, Kings, and Samuel. It's it's a history lesson, and I love history, but. Bam, I wouldn't have known to just go there because the Holy Spirit does bring remembrance. So that's Mm -hmm. one of the things. Now, as far as like remembering scripture and just being like a, you know, one of those uh, Bible scholars, right? Right. Yeah, that's going to take time.
0: For sure. For sure. You
1: know how many times I've read the entire Bible?
0: Multiple times.
1: Multiple times I've read the entire Bible. And of course, every time I read it, there's new things. Every time I read it, there's things I don't remember. There's going to be a lot I don't remember. This is not a... We have to stop looking at the Bible as just one book that you can just memorize mm-hmm. because then the Bible is an encyclopedia of books. For sure. It's it's a library. That's why we say the book of Psalms, the book of mm-hmm. Hebrews, right? Because those are all individual books that we've combined together for the, to be this encyclopedia, to be this library of knowledge that you need in your walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Scripture. I would just encourage people that it's gonna come with time, mm-hmm. and it's gonna come with studying. You can't know the word if you are not studying the word. And there is multiple places in the word where God is telling you to, that you need the word. And mm-hmm. Joshua was mm-hmm. one and eight. You know uh, the law and the law the, the law and the, this law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall meditate on it day and night. Mm-hmm. He's telling him. The law, the word, you shall chew on this and meditate on it day and night. That means it's something you're constantly thinking about, something you're constantly in critical thought and remembering. Um, In Proverbs three, uh, you know, he says he's going to write his law, uh, write your write his law on the tablet of your heart. Mm. You're starting about literally etching it into your heart. In Psalms, David talks about your word I've hidden in my heart, so I might not sin against you. Yeah. Um. And yeah, of course, right now, uh, yeah, recall, right? I'm remembering all these. Those three scriptures happen to be something I just remember because it's foundational for me to remind me that I have to keep reading mm-hmm. because it's, those are also something I quote kind of often, right? Sure. And there's something that um, I know the Proverbs one was Todd Delaney did a song on. Yeah. Um. So we just have to, you just have to realize that when you're doing this and you're going through this walk and- as far as the scripture is concerned, don't be discouraged because you might have to, you know, you come across somebody you might be friends with or whatever. And they're, you know, a hardcore Bible scholar because man, you don't realize the kind of work they put in to get there. Mm-hmm. How much how many hours of reading and studying and went into it, especially when you get to the ones that are real scholars where it's like, oh, no, no, we went. And also you had to look up the Greek for certain words mm-hmm. or the Aramaic for, you know, for, uh, for certain things and translate and see what it's really saying. And I had a taste of that because uh, I told you, Rodney, I preached on Good Friday.
0: Yep.
1: He, uh, Apostle, Apostle Darren, had three of us preaching 15 minutes apiece. Well, 15 minutes was your time limit.
0: Okay. And I did, went to did, five. Uh, you did five? I did
1: five. <laughs> I told him, I'm not going to be before y'all long. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: said, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, y'all not going to like, hey, like, take listen, your time, Pastor.
1: Miss Michelle went over 15 minutes. She easily went over 15 minutes. I was like, cool she can have some of my time
0: <laughs> like you know what? she she got some of my rollover minutes she can have that yeah, she have she, that. She,
1: <laughs> she got up there she was the first one and when they said minister michelle lane first i was like oh she's a bible scholar and so i'm like oh man and i know i'm last because i got the last three words that jesus said i'm sitting here like wait a second michelle's first does that mean elder joe's next oh no 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 yes yeah, it's <laughs> the same elder joe from a previous episode y'all Elder Joe is a Bible scholar mm-hmm. but again he and Minister Michelle because they're married they've put in the work mm-hmm. they're older they had to have put the work in they're they've been in this their entire lives right and they've been in this their entire lives so of course they're going to know more scripture than I do I'm about to be 30 years old next week and let's say there's 10 years that you can say that I haven't, I would say I was started to really study the word at maybe 10 years old
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then there's brief, there's periods in there where I wasn't studying at all. Like when I was, you know, I backslidden, I was in the world, my early twenties. Yeah. So let's say the first five years of that 20 to, you know, 25 fam like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: how could i compare myself and my knowledge against theirs like they put the work in for sure they put decades of work in i'm not of course i'm not gonna just be all of a sudden well i'm i'm here and i'm i'm studying now so i should be just as good as no it doesn't work that way it's a lot of work to put in
0: Mm -hmm. it takes time yeah it
1: takes a lot of time and effort to get to a place where they are at and look you got to make the sacrifice and do it but you can't compare yourself, again it goes to comparison, you can't compare yourself now I'm glad Elder Joe wasn't the next one (laughs) but then it was Minister Robert and I was like, that's not much better because he's the (laughs) one who knows everything about the Hebrew everything Mm -hmm. this man can tell you about the Hebrew and everything Mm -hmm. about Judah and all the mess with the well not mess, but all the history and how Mm -hmm. everything ties in and relates the calendars, all of this Mm -hmm. I swear this man is from the tribe of (laughs) Issachar (laughs) <laughs> like but he was there with them
0: when it happened. Like, he from the
1: type of Issacar because he know times and seasons, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, so all of this saying I had to go up last, but even though I had to go last, uh, and everything, what I said wasn't any less impactful. For sure. In fact, I mean, in the five minutes that I was up there, mm-hmm. in the five minutes I was up there. It caused more, and and again, this is not comparing. They dropped a lot of knowledge, but what the Holy Spirit had me doing was more of preaching than teaching. There was teaching in the beginning, but it went straight into actual preaching. So I had, I think, Minister Michelle went up, and she went, and when she started, I was like, "Oh Lord," because she had like six Hebrew words, I mean, uh, Greek words up there on the screen and everything, and she had slides and all that, and I was like. I don't have none of this. I ain't tell Dawn nothing. <laughs> Mister Robert came up. He was doing it too, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is that, right, I, I, like, I ain't got this. I,
0: got I was this. like, "Oh
1: man." Then I get up there, and I was like, "All right, well, Holy Spirit, lead the way you wanted me to do this." Because mm-hmm. originally I had like thirty scriptures up in in here. Like I was I was stacked with scriptures, and the Holy Spirit, so much, take them out, take them out, take them out, take them out, take them out. So by the time I got done, I was like, "There's no way I'm getting 15 minutes with these notes," but mm-hmm. cool. I mean it was it was impactful because in the end it is finished and what I come to learn the what the the three words I had, the last words he said, it is finished. There was a little history that went into it and a little teaching, but more of it was about what the Holy Spirit was trying to say to his people mm. about you know uh the impact and of those words and what it really meant. Now I say all that to say once again, that out of all of us up there, I knew the least of the word, mm-hmm. which is saying something because I, I would say that I'm not very, I'm not a novice in this, Yeah, but I was up there with advanced people. And even though that was the case, I wasn't really necessarily comparing myself to a woman going, man, I can't believe I don't know these things. It was more of, dang. I got matched up with some heavy hitters. It's no, all sure. I can yeah, think I was like, man, I got matched up with some heavy. hitters." <laughs> and then even through that, when Apostle Darren got up there, he said, see, I got three Bible scholars, you know? And because at the end of the day, and I know, you know, Pastor David has said this to me before and everything like, yeah, I do know a lot of the word. I do. And that's something that it just takes time doing. Now, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the next question. So I'm just kind of going into it. Mm. The trick of it is not just knowing the word, but doing the word. Mm. So it tells you you're supposed to be hearers and doers of the word. And you can study as much as the word and be a Bible scholar all you want. But if you're not living the word and doing the word, you're not going to get closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to happen because what's going to do is going to be like, yo, God, I'm studying. It's like you telling a girl, yeah, you learning your, let's say you got a girlfriend and you learning all her mannerisms, knowing everything but then at the end of the day you don't put none of that into effect you don't get her the stuff that she likes you're not doing her, you're not speaking her love language, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like you learned all this mess because you studied her and you're not putting anything into effect. For sure. So at that point how much do you really know her? Mm. Because she can say certain things to you, but it's like y'all don't have that intimate relationship because she can't open up to you because you not speaking her love language. Mm -hmm. You know about her and you know things about her, but you don't know her as deep as you could for sure. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing when it comes to the word in Christ, you can know the word. You can be a Bible scholar to hear from here all the way to the original church, all the way to Ethiopia, all of that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, if you don't put it into effect, you can't. You're not gonna develop the relationship as deeply as you should with Christ.
0: Okay. I like that. I'll, I just spoke for a long time. No, you good. You good. You good. You good. <laughs> um, man, there's so many things that come to my head, but um, so I can I can speak for a little bit. Um, so the first thing I do want to mention is that. One of the things I like about the comparison, because even for me, I, I do the same thing. Like I said, even though I'm not saying I'm a baby in Christ, but, you know, I'm, you know, I put my few years in since I gave my life to the Lord. But it's like I automatically compare for because the things I don't know. For example, when it comes to hymns, I don't know many hymns compared to people who's been in the church all their life and they're singing the hymns and. People will be like, Rodney, do you know this? No, I I don't know this (laughs) at all. But it doesn't make that person any better or makes me any less. At the end of of the day, God sees all of us the same because as long as you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, God still sees you as you are. Now, once you accept Jesus, that's when you got to put that work in to know him, obey the word, and pursue and move forward. And then the other thing I want to talk about when it comes to the comparison is because of the comparison, like it's that term that that says like comparison kills. Like, I feel like because of comparison, we put ourselves in a disadvantage of saying I'm not worthy of doing this. Like for like for example, they you know we may talk to ourselves or talk ourselves out of everything. Like, oh well, you know I don't know a lot of scriptures, so I can't be the head. Of the- before arts ministry, it's like, oh shoot, um, I haven't been here since I was a kid, or I'm addicted to drugs, so God can't use me as a preacher. We kind of put ourselves in a disadvantage, and we see ourselves as other people say, oh shoot, I can't preach like um, TD Jakes. Oh shoot, I don't know the word like Matthew Stevenson. Like I'm like we compare ourselves, and we say I'm not worthy of this because we see people who who are superior. And we make ourselves inferior. So we kind of put the fear inside our head as if we can't do this. When the fact is that once you're called and God puts something in your heart, God has the vision and the plan. and You have to trust, like like I say, God knows how he created you. So it's like you have to put in that work to do so, to do that. And that's one thing I've noticed as you were speaking about that. And so, and the other thing I do want to get into, um, I don't know if you had something else that you wanted to say because it seemed like you was like in deep thought about something.
1: Yeah, so the, so it was like two things. So, first off, there's only like 10 hymns you really need to know, and you don't need them fully. No one knows the hymns fully. All right, nobody knows the hymns fully. Name the 10, go. I can't tell you. Because okay, there we go. Per- perfect been, example. Exactly. Perfect I, example. I've been, and here's the thing I've been in there the whole time, <laughs> and I grew up originally in a lot of, you know, older churches where they sang the hymns yeah you know the first one i was down in here we actually pulled the hymn book out mm-hmm. for sure I, like i sporadically go in the song with some of them i don't i can't tell you all can't tell you that but one even, even during service
0: do. they, they don't even know it because remember how we talked about earlier um today we talked about how like when like when the choir was singing it, they don't sound as impact forcing for the diaphragm mm-hmm. if we do the hymn of the, the day it's like, nuh, zuh, nuh, nuh, nuh. then once the chorus, the chorus
1: hits, da, 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 then that's when yeah, they know just, it. Just get the hymn book, guys. Pick it up. Get the hymnal. But sure. um, the other thing was, even in what you were saying, the issue is the issue is thinking that there is a superior and an inferior mm-hmm. when it comes to being in Christ. For sure. There is no superior inferior when we're in Christ like that. Like you can't have that mentality of there is somebody greater uh, and, and more superior that I'm less than. Because at the end of the day, we're all God's children. Are we called to do different things? Yes. But the word tells us we're all parts of a body mm-hmm. and that you can't chop off the big toe and the body perform the way it needs to perform. Mm-hmm. Body can't walk without the big toe. For sure. Something as small part of the body as that is can't walk without the big toe. If you cut if you pluck out the eyes of the body, now the body can't see. Mm-hmm. You cut out the tongue, the body can't speak. You cut off one of the arms, the body can't can't fully perform what it's supposed to do. You cut off a leg, it can't walk. So, you know, it's, there might be different things and some people, if you look at like Worldly view of things might be go, oh, that's insignificant or oh, that's inferior, we can't allow ourselves to think of that because everything is just as important in the body because you can have a fire preacher right-, mm-hmm. but if he has no worship team, no ministers, no ushers, no board of trustees mm-hmm. no sound technicians. Then he's basically just a a, a street minister, just street pastor, just yelling at everybody. How effective is that? Not at all. You could have a bomb worship team. Uh But the preacher. Isn't great, doesn't preach the word. So now you get this thing where people come in and they're being led in worship and they're having an encounter with Christ. Mm. And then guess what? They're not being fed the meat of the word. So they have this encounter with Christ and this emotional experience, and now they leave out of there with no knowledge. That's true. You could have everything right, and then you could have an issue with your greeters and ushers because they have like really bad attitudes, like the ones that at like a Popeye's work uh, (laughs) drive-through. You have Popeye's drive-through employees working as your ushers and your greeters, and guess what? (laughs) you won't have members in your church at all. So at all, as small as some of the things seem, we can't allow ourselves to compare or think of it at all like that. When you start getting into that, that, that thought process of there's a superior and a, an inferior thing, then you're already, you're already losing. Mm-hmm. You're already messing up right there. We can't allow ourselves to get into that mindset.
0: For sure. All right. The next thing I want to get into Mike is, um, Now, the way I'm going to word it, it may offend people, but it's kind of the truth. Oh, please do
1: it. I like offensive stuff.
0: (sighs) Accepting salvation is not enough when it comes to your relationship. Thank you. The most faith we have when it comes to our walk is accepting that Jesus died and that's it but you got to realize okay Jesus did die for sure we we believe hallelujah praise god yes then that's it but it's like there's more it's like it's like school okay we've done kindergarten graduation commencement for doing kindergarten now There's other grades and more things we need to learn about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. So many other things. But we stop at the kindergarten level where there's more to learn and more to do. And it's so and I for me, like you can kind of tell when people don't really apply more, not saying they not saying they're bad people, but sometimes they probably just not aware okay, there's more. They have not been exposed to more. Like for me, like let's say, for example, like my, my, my background, I only came to church for Easter, Mo- Mother's Day, and Christmas because that's all I've been exposed to. But then once getting more involved in the church, I'm like, oh, there's more out there. And then once I'm seeing, okay, there's more than just, I right, give my life to Christ, get baptized. Now I'm actually in the doors now. Now I'm actually studying. Now I'm actually around people who are correcting me in what I should and should not do. Like I say, like, how, even how I speak, how something say, hey, like, like, I'd be like, man, I'm just stupid. You'd be like, hey, right, right, no, 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 don't, 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 don't speak that. There's power and death and power, there's life and death and power of the tongue. Then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm being corrected because there is more when it comes to a relationship. Like, that's just a key ingredient of like, okay, there's more to me than just. Except in Jesus. You know, it's, it's like... It's like you can't enlist in the army and not expect to go, go, go to war.
1: Yeah, you can. You enlist in the time of peace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I'll say this. It's, it's like you jump in the ocean and expect
1: to not get wet. I think it's more of like... Because I'm glad you brought this up. Because salvation is not the finish point. It's the beginning. Mm-hmm. And... Paul says it when he's talking, and I think in Corinthians, and he says that, you know, when you're babes in Christ, you drink of the milk, Yeah. but you eventually got to grow up and you got to be eating the meat. You want the meat of the word. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an analogy for, you know, you being a baby, you needing milk, you need to be uh, taken care of. You can't, you know, you can't take the fullness of everything coming. But if sooner sooner or later you gotta grow up, For sure. sooner or later you gotta de- evolve, you gotta be developed, you gotta be grown, and so you can take the fullness of what there is in salvation, the fullness of ministry, the fullness of being a Christian, the fullness of the what the Word is trying to tell you, because so, look, isn't is me a lot of new Christians can't take the fullness of what the Word says, no, mm, because yeah. if they just jump in and automatically you're like. This 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 you gon' they gonna walk right. I'm there
0: like whoa 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 hold on what are they? I I thought it was love and peace and right
1: because that's that's the selling <laughs> point for everybody a lot of times is love and peace love and happiness and mm. oh daddy God is just awesome he, he took he took my sins away accept you exactly how you are oh my goodness I feel like we're just teasing people now I mean but- <laughs>
0: hey I mean I know me that's how I gave like wait wait what, what Kira shit out for self for free she said. Say mama's a crackhead. You got to be a crackhead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that. Yeah. Um, That. But uh, yeah, man, like you got to be able to develop within Christ and develop within the word. And that comes again with time. That comes with maturing. It's spiritual maturing. For sure. Is what it is. So, this is one thing our apostles say. They say, look, we're developing spiritual, spiritually mature sons and daughters. Mm. Why? Because, like, you can't stay a baby forever. Unfortunately. You know some baby behavior in Christ? Learning a word and not applying it.
0: Listening and not applying.
1: Doing things that make people think that you're a hypocrite. Yep. Um, you know what else is a baby in Christ? What? ignorance yeah ignorance. that's is a true big one. that's because true. when you're a baby in christ you still don't know you're still learning ignorance mm-hmm. but as you've developed further you shouldn't be ignorant anymore because you should have learned yeah you should be reading your word you should be showing up to you know to to church on sundays wednesdays tuesdays thursdays whenever y'all you you know your service has it whenever there's a gathering mm. you should be putting in the work to develop and grow mm-hmm but I think it falls oh, this, that falls lost on a lot of uh, a lot of Christians and believers because a lot of people they go they get saved and they're like, well, I guess you know that's it. God loves me; He knows my heart. And ah, uh, I know again that's cringy. I, I don't mm-hmm. like hearing that anymore. But that's the main thing people but say is common. He knows it's, my heart. Yeah, yeah it's they common. I love yeah. saying that. And my rebuttal to them always is, He knows your heart, and in the Word it says it's wicked. Mm-hmm. it is desperately wicked
0: for sure definitely yeah definitely and I think that's why I really wanted to drive that point to people of saying how salvation is not enough because they feel like okay I got I believe in him got baptized that, that's it like no like you said that's just the first step you know that is like on a, a relay race and track you know someone hand you that's like someone hand you, you the baton you take like two steps and you're like whew, okay I'm done like no, there's still more. There's still more that you need to do. And that's why I really encourage people like to read the Bible. Go to bible study. Go to sermons. I mean, listen to sermons and study the word because like that's all like faith comes by hearing. That's from hearing the word of God and That's why I people like to read the Bible, even though many people say, like, oh, no, it's it's man-made and I can't believe in it. But, like, yo, that's God's love letter to us for instruction, for discipline, for advice, for wisdom. We need to seek that in order to live this life the way how he called us to be and to expose what he expects out of us. And that's really how you grow that relationship with Jesus is by the word that's in the Bible to do that. And, like, it really um, does break my heart in a way when I do see people that who stays in that bubble of, hey, God, God knows my heart, you know, me him is like like this, but then it's like, you kind of don't see the fruit or that listening and applying, like how David always talking about, you don't see the fruit of listening listen and applying, like keep going in circles, making, making the same mistakes of going in circles and, you know, of the lying, the infidelity, the lusts the self the non-self-control the so many other things you're not seeing the fruit that's being produced and i really do think once you take the time to really try and submit to jesus and get to know him eventually your heart will turn it'll be under the condition and the demeanor of jesus and you will start put on his mannerisms his characteristics and you really start to develop the attitude and the mindset and the really two things you want to embody really is the heart and the mind once you get into your heart your whole body matters will pick up certain things and you'll start doing things differently like that's why i really encourage people to like you got to be submitted under god be under his presence and be in constant worship because the more you do it you'll find yourself changing and that's really what it is it's a it's a you got to make it a habit some people make church a Sunday thing or a yearly thing? And we all know when that one year is on Resurrection Sunday or you know Christmas.
1: What time do you think the bar closes? Excuse me? I want them the Virgin Pina Colada. Um they they may be closed. I mean it's only eleven
0: um not anyway not, not going to call room room service and see
1: but um there's something i wanted to get into right there right So yeah, go ahead one of the things you were speaking on and i know it's a side note off of this but i just dealt with this again at work where there was a lady who who said so first off she says she believes in my god but clearly she doesn't because she said well ain't no way you gonna tell me that we nailed god to a tree I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the resurrection thing. And I'm like, Excuse me? Have you not read the word? Well, I don't believe in that. You, that's God, God didn't write that. That was man made. And I was like, What is up with people and saying that? Like, did y'all what? Y'all expected God in all of his heavenly, his holiness, his holiness, which means separation because he's separated from sin. He's separated from this earth because this earth is full of sin, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all expect him to come down to this earth. And handwrite the word of God for you? Like, where is this sense of entitlement coming from? where's like it's 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 the genie effect. They think God's a genie.
0: You never had a friend like me.
1: Anyway, but I can conti- continuing on, I agree with everything you just said.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's crazy because it's like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the way how I see it is, so God is the provider. Yes, he made earth, water, land, trees, animals, ocean, sun, moon, stars. He did all that. And he created Adam and Eve. Jesus, he's the savior. Died on the cross for our sins. Got nailed to, to a tree. Got disciples, turned water into wine. He did his thing. And then there's the Holy Spirit who is the, the advocate, the helper, who helps us to make these decisions and knowing what's wrong and right. And
1: so when people say, like. And I from, would I would just like to change. One no, thing no, go ahead, quick, go right? ahead. We we'll Say advocate. But if you really study the word, mm. the Holy Spirit wasn't necessarily sent down as an advisor as much as he was sent down as an administrator. Mm-hmm. Because if you look, when the Holy Spirit came down, the Holy Spirit was administrating through the church, administrating through the apostles. Holy Spirit was making decisions. Holy Spirit was telling them where to go, what to do, how to do it, giving them the power to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like God on the earth administrating and sending out his people and doing what? And giving them authority and the power to do certain things. Like, for example, when those two were... uh, you know, when they were selling everything in mm-hmm. uh, Acts, Yeah, when the saints were selling everything and giving all the money and bringing all the money before God into the tent, and there was that, that married couple that sold their possessions and decided to keep some of the money. And Peter told them, Remember, Peter was like, So where's the rest of it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, This is it. And he was like, No, you're lying. Right. He was like, why did you lie and hold back from the lo- hold back? And they're like, well, blah, blah. And he was like, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Spirit mm. and the Holy Spirit got them up out of there right then and there. Mm. Killed both of them and had to had they had to be carried out. Their bodies had to be carried out because at the end of the day, they weren't speaking to Peter on that one. And right. they didn't what they didn't realize is they were speaking and lying to the Holy Spirit. They were lying to God. Because what they see is the vessel, yeah, but what they didn't see was the spirit inside and ministrating and dictating what was going on in the earth,
0: mm, that's heavy, that's good, that's good, yeah, and the reason I want people to understand all this is because even I think that I think this was the scripture for the day on the u version Bible lab, how when Jesus was saying, "I am the way and the truth and the life, the only way to get to the Father is through me." So for you to believe in God but don't believe in Jesus, it's like, yo, like, what's, what, what's what's going on? Like, it's because I just want people to watch The Passion of Christ. Man, it's rough. I'm just saying, if I if we're not saying does not convince you, if you watch that movie, that will convince the heck out of me. I say, yo, every, bro, every time I watch that movie, man, like, I get a little, a little teary-eyed a little bit.
1: He did a good job depicting on what happened. Like uh, Mel Gibson did an amazing and fantastic job depicting of what happened to Christ. I mean, he went, you know, he threw a little couple scenes before then, like, you know, him drawing, Jesus drawing the line in the dirt and all that. Yeah. Um, which time lies wise doesn't necessarily, didn't necessarily happen right before then, but he showed where the devil took him, where Jesus went up in the mountain and the devil, you know, came and tempted him, which was great. Mm hmm. It was great. It was a great depiction of how, of how he had the devil and everything. How the devil was behind the scenes influencing certain people. Like how he'd whisper in people's ears and whatever. And the then we get to the we get to the Peter cutting off the ear. He's just <laughs> putting it back on. And we get to the beating. The quote-unquote trial. Yeah. Uh you know, Pontius Pilate and his wife and them basically saying, oh, we don't want nothing to do with this. This is nothing to do with us. And the Jews basically forcing them by saying, hey, he's an enemy of Caesar because he demanded himself. He can, he said he king of the Jews. So mm-hmm. if you don't get him up, you don't punish him, then you're an enemy of Caesar. <laughs> and you know what that means? That means you're going to be killed. Right. So they forced him into doing something he didn't want to do. hmm And then you see the beating and you see the way the Romans are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Be- and, and I'm and I'm glad he put that in there because back then there was a lot of enjoyment in making people suffer. It's right. kind of crazy, but I mean, it also kind of shows how it is today too because we do like, people in general like to see that stuff just like people seeing suffer just in different ways. Yeah, for sure. We might not want to see the brutality of, you know, sewing it and beat with a cat and nine and, you know, their side being ripped off and all of that. But... That's how it was. He he did a great job depicting. I think the only thing he didn't show was the part where they, you know, ripped, started put, tearing his beard out. Mm. But he did a great job, and it was, oh, goodness, my mom made us watch that when we were kids mm. when it first came out. That was brutal. <laughs> that beating part was brutal. Watching the nailing happen was brutal. Mm-hmm even the post-death when they stuck him with the spears like why are you doing because i had <laughs> I at that point when it first came out i hadn't read the whole gospel so yeah they're stinging. stop sticking he didn't do nothing he said <laughs> like
0: leave him alone leave him alone and he did
1: not do nothing nah
0: and it's like it's things like that that makes me it's like knowing what jesus did i think that's why i say like Oh, this is what Jesus, like, you start to grow empathy and sympathy. That's what makes you change, bro, because you got to realize, bro, it's like Jesus was sinless. Like, he didn't commit not one sin while roaming this earth, but then he took on a sinner's death for the entire world. Bro, you know how many people is in this world from then when he did it to now and for future ones? That's a lot. For only one person who did not commit any type of sin, and he took the nails, the crown of thorns, got whipped, so much blood being shed, bruised for our iniquities and our trans, transgressions, like, like he pretty much got jumped for it for us, if I could put it in lame, in, in more than a jump, if, if I could put it in lamest terms, but like yo, like that's when I you gotta realize like.
1: I think you were going for the Isaiah scripture, Isaiah uh, yeah, 53 and 5, where it says, Read. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed.
0: You got to realize, man, Jesus is worthy of our submission. He's worthy of it. Like Every time I think about that, scene from Passion of Christ, even just reading it just in general, like the movie is not what inspired me, but it's like just knowing what he did for us like, not only for the people for who did accept him, but think about it bro he did for the people who who choose not, not, not to accept him, but he says even if you don't accept me, I'm still gonna love you like, I'm still doing this
1: all right, so since we've shifted now from just scripture to the the passion, right? Go ahead. And everything we just got done with passion a week a week ago. I'm gonna go ahead and share, and I just felt right now to share what uh when uh, what I ended up speaking on, right? So I spoke on John 19 and 30, the last words Jesus said before he and it says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, "It is finished," and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Those are the last three words that Jesus said before he would die, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he came back and spoke more, but those are the last three words he would say before he died and took on our uh, took on our our sins. Now, it's important for us to know Jesus cries out, "It is finished" on the cross. In Greek, the word fi- that means tetalas tetalas uh, tetalas Tete leste, teteleste, tete whatever, which means to bring to a close, to complete or to fulfill. Hmm. Alright. Verb tenses are the most important part of communication in the Greek language. And and sometimes this is lost in translation. Jesus speaks in the perfect tense in this setting which is very rare in the New Testament and has no English equivalent, right? So that, again, now we're speaking about something. There's no way that we could translate this effectively to English because the perfect tense is a combination of two tenses in the Greek language, the present tense and the, and the aor- uh, aortist tense. The aorist tense is punctular, which means something that happens at a specific moment in time, right? So that means uh, he's, he uh he punched the wall hmm. A specific moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. The present tense is linear, which means something that continues to happen in the future. Right. So he was speaking and he was speaking when he said it is finished. He was saying in two different senses. Right now, I just did this. And it's going to continue to happen in the future. Um, It has ongoing results implications. So it is finished or completed. What he is actually saying is it is finished and will continue to be finished to bring to a close to finish to end past finished and to continue all of this in the future. It is finished. Close the chapter in history. It is closed a the chapter of separation from the father it closed the chapter in history of uncleanliness of our souls from the sin we were born into it closed the chapter of uh, the time of animal sacrifice for the remittance of our sins it closed the time that only the chosen nation of israel was in covenant with god it closed the time where we couldn't know the father it closed the time that the priest is the intercessor for you it closed the time where we were guilty of sin, and it closed the time where we worshiped in the temple. But when it's, it is finished, was said it opened new chapters at the same time, mm-hmm. the chapters of we're not separated from the father. We worship in spirit and truth. Jesus is our chief intercessor. We sacrifice our time, talent and treasure now and is to honor God, not to atone for sin. We now have the ability to live holy. Because of the Holy Spirit, which has been granted to us as our administrator, as our power, as our admonisher, as our advisor, we are granted new power and authority within the Holy Spirit. It is finished, marked the end of Jesus' earthly role in his ministry. It sent down the Holy Ghost. It is finished, freed the world from the penalty of sin through repentance. It freed us from being a slave to sin. It presents us guiltless before the Father. It is finished, breaks every yoke. It breaks every curse, generational or otherwise. It brings deliverance. It released those who were captive. It is finished heals the sick. It makes the lame man walk, the dumb talk, and the blind to see. It caused a renaissance in the spirit. It evangelized the Gentile. It is finished allowed those who were not part of the original covenant to have covenant with the Most High. It led to our covering. It protects your children and your household. It provides for your family. It is responsible for revival. It is finished causes miracles. It causes breakthrough. It resulted in one ghost going up so one that he called greater than him could come down it released the holy spirit it finished a three long three year long ministry that would forever change the the trajectory of the world it is the evidence of our faith and what jesus taught it kicked off a chain of events that would forever change the world it is finished fully revealed who god was not only to judah but to the gentile as well It is finished impacted the world. Is there another three words sentence ever spoken that had more impact, that had more power than it is finished? It is finished wasn't the end. It was the beginning. What does it mean to you? To me, it verifies that there is a substantial reason and proof to my faith. It means that no matter what I'm going through, that there is a God who loves me and watches over me. It verifies the word of God. It keeps me from losing my mind from the attacks of the enemy. It encourages, builds, corrects and empowers me. It is finished was my beginning. It is finished, but it was not the end, but only the start. So when we start to really look at that and break down that fact that like, All of this happened because he died for us. All of this happened because he took all this upon us. It would really start to change the way it should change the way you you behave. It should change the way you act. It should be changed the way you think about things and how you go about things. When you really start to think about the consequences that were dealt with so that you could live, it would change the way that you view life. It would change the way that you speak like some of the things we struggle with like like people be like yo man i just can't stop i can't stop if you really start thinking about the sacrifice that god made and you start thinking about what jesus actually went through when he didn't deserve it
0: Mm.
1: like you, you, you that would be your reason to stop when you start to think about and this is why I think, you know, like you said, watching the passion will be so powerful because we're very visual creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even one of Jesus' disciples didn't believe. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe he got up unless I could put my hands, my fingers into the holes in his hands and my hand into his side where he was pierced. Because he said, I got to see it to believe it, mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, Jesus told him, like, you know, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Because you're not going to get a visual representation for your faith all the time. That's why it's called faith. If you have to see it to believe it, it's not faith. It's not. It's not faith. That's just simple. That's simple logic and fact. Mm. Right. But faith goes beyond logic and fact, because faith requires believing. Faith requires trust. Faith requires a strong belief and a strong trust in somebody. It requires relationship. It does. It requires you to know God. Look how we just came back from full circle. Hey, come on. Hey. It requires, faith requires you to know God. And the best way for you to get to know him is to read his word, to meditate on it day and night, is for you to worship him. It's for you to pray, have conversations with him like, how many times are we sitting here not doing anything where we could be praying? You in your car just listening to the radio station instead of listening to Power One, whatever ninety-eight something, whatever the radio station is for you. How about you pray? Mm. How are you gonna have road rage if you are praying?
0: Hey, come on, now. You know what I
1: mean? Like. Everybody, we've we've talked about this before. I used to have real bad road rage. Yep. And Rodney used to hear it. And the way I stopped that (laughs) is I was praying and worshiping in my car all the way home Mm -hmm. to the point where if something happened, man, it didn't affect me. It was okay. Be about your day. God bless you. And then I noticed when I stopped reacting, stuff stopped happening. Hmm. Because a lot of that, what that was, was the enemy putting something in my way to get the reaction out of me to keep me in the place that I was at, hmm. to keep me from moving forward? So there's sometimes you just got to be able to grow, and the way to grow is to just go deeper. It says in the, it says that deep calls on the deep. God wants to pull you into deeper waters with Him, but. How can he pull you into deeper waters if you refuse to work on your swimming? You won't work in your swimming and he got to keep you in shallow waters because you can't swim. He pulling you deeper waters, you're going to drown.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, I like how you brought that full circle. I'll be honest. How you, like, you tie everything together. And then you say, like, yeah, so, you know, getting to know. God is how you value your relationship. I'm like, come on, look at you Joe, you're play on words, man, look at you, anointed and gifted and black <laughs> okay, so we're gonna dive into just one more um topic of this idea, and then we can wrap it up so when it comes to getting to know Jesus. Is there a. I'm trying to how I, 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 I want to word this. Um, hmm. Take your time, Rodney. Take your time, it's Rodney. <laughs> um, I guess I'll say this. Um, when it comes to getting to know Jesus, Um, how will I think about how i put this? I'm trying to think about this. I'll out how I'm going to word this. Um How will I know I'm doing the right? Hmm. I says so what if I start changing into know Jesus and it feels weird? If like if I'm I'm in the middle ground, me diversing to well. Submerging more into his will in comparison to mine. Like, how do I handle that?
1: And you said it feels weird. Yeah. Say. Feels weird to your flesh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It feels weird to your flesh. It doesn't really feel weird to your spirit. It feels weird to your flesh. See, there's a shift that has to happen, and it's for a lot of people, it's rough. And that's the shift from being carnally minded to spiritually minded. That's the shift from. Allowing your heart and your flesh dictate your decisions rather than to now having your spirit and your brain start to dictate everything that goes on in your life. You it, you go through a paradigm shift and it's not easy and it's a lot of times a rough transition. And that's something you got to be. It's, it's just something you got to push through. You're going to you pray for it. Um, but the way to get through it is to push harder at that time i am be honest, because if you start to slow up and you give leeway, it's not going to it's not going to make anything better. It's going to make it worse.
0: Mm.
1: It's one of those things. It's like you got to. You, you got to finish killing it. You got to finish killing your flesh at that point. And honestly, the only way to really do that is to go harder. Once you get past that point, you know, you could, you know, ease up a little bit. I'm like, all right, like. I'm not going to be here worshiping every five minutes like but it 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 develops good habits one and two it keeps the keeps your flesh under control like one of the problems we have is you know people get into Christ and because you've been living for your flesh for all these years your flesh is going wait a second no that's not how we do things like when I say you horny you go get some
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, this is how this works. You don't what you mean you starving yourself and waiting until marriage? This is not how we do things around here. Mm-hmm. Like, but your soul and your spirit are saying, nah, this is what Christ said. This right. is what you, we this is what we're doing. But your flesh is saying, nah, this is how we've been doing things. So we're gonna keep doing it. So what you're gonna have is you're gonna have that time where you're like, Yo, but this is so hard, this is frustrating, this don't feel right. Like, my body's not supposed to feel this way, is it? And you're gonna start second guessing yourself but greater is greater is he who is in me than is in the world mm. greater is the holy spirit greater is christ and you just have to know that there are going to be times where look it's not going to be easy no one said and anyone that says when you become a believer that life gets easy is lying to you definitely for sure life definitely gets shall. harder when you become <laughs> a believer because it goes against everything that your flesh or your flesh naturally wants to do Mm -hmm. like you said we were born into sin the bible says our hearts are naturally wicked our flesh is sinful which was born into it your spirit your soul is not your spirit was made of god your spirit was made in his likeness and his image so there's going to be it's going to be an internal struggle between the two because you have spirit that's made of God and you have flesh that's made of sin. And remember, God kicked this out, kicked a man out of the garden, Adam and Eve, because they allowed sin to come in and it could not commingle with the holiness of his spirit. So now you're trying to get your spirit holy. It's going to your flesh is going to react to that because the two don't mix. And that's why we do things such as fasting to starve the flesh and to kill it. Mm. That's why we do things such as, all right, well I gotta take extra measures. I know I have an issue with lust and everything. And that's what I used to give into myself. All right, well I can't listen to certain music anymore. I can't be around certain people. I can't have certain conversations. I can't watch certain things on TV. All right. Why? Because that empowers the flesh when I need to empower the spirit. So instead, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna listen to some sermons. I'm at work. I'm listening to sermons. I'm listening to worship music. I'm praising the Lord. I'm praying. I'm doing what I need to do to strengthen the spirit Mm -hmm. and keep the flesh under control. So when you say it feels weird, the reason it feels weird is because you're talking about usually your natural flesh. And sometimes what you're also talking about is habits. Mm. Because you may have habits because this is the way you've always done things, and it's not the way it's done. You may have things that you do because it's culture, but the culture of the world and the culture of the kingdom of God are two different things. Mm-hmm. So now you're gonna have a culture clash, and it's gonna feel weird, but it's just something you gotta push through. Everything, like, everything isn't gonna be easy to get through sometimes, right? And that's why I said in the beginning when you start to get past that milk stage, to getting to meet It's a hard It's a rough transition
0: mm-hmm. Nah definitely It's definitely a hard transition to do so When it comes to that um, Well Well guys That's today for Today's episode where we are Talking about the difference between Knowing Jesus and developing a relationship With Jesus Um, that we pray we hope this Episode has blessed Encouraged y'all and uplifted y'all That's We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, This was the first time that me and DeMarco actually was actually in the same room together doing an episode. I think that was dope. That was amazing. Um, Yes, we're definitely 31 episodes in. Um, We're still going in hard, going in strong, and definitely doing the work that God wants us to do, which is spread the message through this podcast. And then we hope that you're able to link with us um, on our email, which is at, which is the Godman Podcast at gmail.com? Make sure remember
1: us. it's the Godman Podcast, not just Godman.
0: The Godman Podcast. Thank you. And also on social media, you can find us at the Godman Podcast. Um, you can find that on Instagram. You can find that on Facebook. You can find that on TikTok as well. If you have any questions, concerns, or any topics you want us to discuss, please drop that either in the comments or email us. And, Mike, anything you want to say about that? God bless all of you. Yep. All right, we'll see you all next week, okay? Deuce, deuce, deuce.